Everybody, welcome back to Talks with Slick. Um, this is episode 47, of course, with me, your host, Slick C. What it is, Ski. Okay. Um, today for episode 47, we're talking about dealing with past trauma. Um, and before we get into all of that, of course, I want my lovely guests to introduce themselves. Um, we're gonna start with my left. Mr. I am Mike Banks. Uh, Mike Banks for real. Follow me on Instagram, Mike Banks for real. Facebook, Mike Banks for real. Twitter, Mike Banks for real. I'm for oh, real. You for real. I'm, I'm you for real. real. You for okay. real. Y'all said I'm I mean, Mike Banks. Once you fuck with me, you stuck with me. You feel uh, me? <laughs> That's how the game goes. Y'all came to talk. Shit <laughs> was slick. I like it though. I like That's how it the game though. Go, man. Okay, and as always, to my right. What's this, your third week in a row? I think so. That's, 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 so y'all already know. <laughs> it's your girl, Shate. Okay. She got to eat one more. <laughs> and she is in the building. Definitely not east. Well, she okay. West, so she, yeah, she, she east-west. She west Baltimore all day long. Okay. But yeah, so today we are talking about dealing with um, past trauma. And the reason why we made this the topic today um, is because Mike is releasing what he calls Open Mic. We're going to get into that later in the show once we get into Mike's interview, though. Um, and he's going to tell you guys all about that. But it relates to trauma that people have gone through. So we decided to make that today's topic. We've been having a lot of fun the past few Mondays, so I felt like today... You know, we deserve to get a little deep again. You know, let's reel it back on in. Okay, so um, basically I just want to start off by saying that everybody has dealt with trauma in some way, shape, or form. But we all pretty much handle it differently. Um, some people thrive from it and end up becoming great. Um, some people fall completely on their face and have a very hard time getting back up. Um, and then I feel like we have all those in-between people that walk around every day, go to work, take care of their kids, but in other areas, they stumble because it reminds them of that trauma. You know what I mean? So before we start uh, talking about different ways that we deal with our trauma, um, I would like Mike to share something that he's gone through that he wouldn't mind, you know, putting out there, whatever, uh, bit of trauma that he may have gone through, you know, that he's a that he's comfortable with sharing. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I thought about this earlier, actually. Uh, my upbringing, right? So, my mother is very dominant and very aggressive. Um, and I think a lot of it has to contribute with her upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to, as, as, when it comes to disciplining your child, I got beatings, I got cussed out, um, I got beats with belts. I got beatings with uh, the little paint sticks from Home Depot. Um, even one night, right? I forgot what I had did, but she grabbed the belt and she went to beat me, and the belts 
slipped out of her hand and the buckle hit me in the back of my head mm. and cut my shit all open. Damn, that was a big buckle. Um, so I didn't realize it till, till, till later in my adulthood that 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 part of my childhood is the reason why I have an issue with dealing with women in general um, and women who possess bad attitudes, women who have aggression, women who can't really communicate what's wrong with them. Um, it's the fact that I was physically disciplined by a woman. Mm-hmm. So my tolerance for that, just that aggression from women, period, is very, very, very low. I can't deal with it. That's why I won't, I won't date a girl. I, I have in my past. Mm-hmm. But now knowing how I am now, I won't date a girl that got a bad attitude. I, I, can't, I can't deal with it because it brings something nasty out of me. It, it got to the point where in high school... Uh, I wouldn't fight my mother, like actually, like throw fists with her, because I was, I was still, I still had some respect, and I was still afraid of her, because she, mm-hmm. I've seen her fight. Right. She right. got hanged. Like, she got hanged. Guess <laughs> that she did that. <laughs> I got, I've seen her, bro. But it was like we would wrestle, <coughs> we would, we would wrestle, we would, we would wrestle, tussle, we would literally go at it in in front of my friends. Mm. We would go at it in the house, and it was a lot of pent up anger from my upbringing. And to this day, it still has an adverse effect on me. It's like I can't, I can't deal with it. But like it's, it's I can't, I can't, I, I just can't deal with it. Yeah, I can't deal with that shit. Yeah, it's very, it's extremely uncomfortable for who I want to be. I, I mean, but I feel like that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And having a son and me being an aggressive woman, you make me want to tone that back something when I deal with my son because I don't want him to grow up, you know, having these type of feelings. You know, I want him to feel like he can date a strong woman and know that she's still gentle and, mm-hmm. you know, play in the areas where it matters. You know what I'm saying? So, thank you for sharing that, you know, and it, it makes a whole lot of damn sense. So, because, yeah. like, I'm, I'm taught, men, period, are taught never to hit a woman. Right. But I grew up with a woman hitting me. Mm-hmm. So what what am I supposed to do? Is like you can't. It's 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 borderline contradicting to to tell me I can't hit a woman, but from my from the time I was born to my young adulthood, a woman was putting her hands on me. Mm-hmm. You expect me to not hit nothing back. Right. So now when I get into a relationship and she's cussing me out, she's putting her hands on me. Mm-hmm. What do you what what do you expect me to do? It's it's, it's definitely it, it was yeah. a tough a tough struggle. So damn yes. Yeah, that's a, a very interesting. Yeah, I've definitely never ever let that cross my mind. So thank again, thank you for um, sharing that perspective. Um, Tavi, is there anything traumatic that you've gone through that you may you know feel better from now that you're comfortable with sharing? Um, I'm more so happy. Dramas, I say. I have more so of experiences mm-hmm. of things that I've been through and um, that I used as lessons, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, how he was saying, how he was raised, like, me being raised, I was raised by drug-addicted parents. So, like, I really come from the struggle, struggle. Like, mm-hmm. no food, no lights, roaches, rats, like, that's where I come from. All cousins in the same house, dirty, don't wash up. Like, I 
come from dysfunction. So as an adult and me being a mother, that just give me motivation to do whatever the fuck I gotta do mm-hmm. to not expose my children to that lifestyle. Like I'm never gonna fail. They're never gonna see me fail. I'm gonna make shit happen by all means. Like they never gonna experience no lights. They never gonna experience no food. Like mm-hmm. my story and my struggle just make me go hard. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um I need them to see me doing it. So like they can do it. Like I it's just some shit like you know, I like to drink and I like to turn up and shit, but when I feel like I'm doing that shit too much, I don't have no problem pulling myself away from it for a little while to regroup because addiction and shit run through my family. And yeah. I'd be like, oh, no, nah. I don't right. want to get to a point where it feel like yeah. I have mm-hmm. to do it. Right. I want to do it because I want to fucking do it. Right. Not because I need to, you know what I'm saying, or go crazy if I can't. Right. So right. that's where I'm at as far as where I've been. Trauma-wise. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with, you know, everybody. And I definitely understand, you know, especially being one of your friends and watching how you move. Mm -hmm. Like, she don't play that shit. (laughs) She be dead. She will dead ass shut everything the fuck down. down Like, no, I got shit to do (laughs) and I don't got time. (laughs) Like, so, yeah, she definitely about what she say. I'll say for me what kind of traumatized me or was a traumatic experience in my life. Um, Me and my biological father didn't really have um, a real relationship until I was about 18. Um, I knew who he was, uh, would stay at his house on weekends every so often, but when I would come around, he wouldn't be there. I would be, like, with my stepmother and shit like that. Um, but my mother got married when I was two or three. So I was raised um, by a man. But then him and my mother divorced. And, like, this nigga cut me off. Like, I wasn't, like, his child since I was, like, two or three. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> That kind of traumatized me in a way where I don't really trust men in the um, aspect of sticking around. Um, I feel like they're around while they're around, and then when they're done, they're done. Um, I tend to walk away from situations prematurely because I'd rather leave you before you leave me. Um, So... That's kind of how I've ended up, I'll say, dealing with that type of shit or whatever. Because I was, like, really blown away. Like, when I realized my stepfather had really cut me off was when I found out he was getting remarried on Instagram. And um, (laughs) all my cousins and my family was there. But they were all literally blood. Like... My brothers were there. <laughs> like, no one told me anything about this fucking wedding. And I was like, damn, to find out on Instagram, it was like the wildest shit ever. So I was like, okay, yeah, you was really done with me. Now, I have talked to him since then. Um, and he has been trying to, you know, I guess open that relationship back up, but... 
I've been through so much that at this point in my life, like when you scar me, like it truly don't ever really be no coming back from it. So I talk to him and shit like that, but that trust is gone. You know what I'm saying? Like I call him by his first name now when I grew up calling him dad. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just a really funky situation or whatever. So I can greatly see how that traumatizes me when it comes to um, the men that I deal with and probably the choices, the reasons why I made the choices that I made in men. Whew. So, um, different ways to deal with trauma. Um, again, as always, y'all know I went to Facebook and asked um, them different ways that they may have dealt with trauma in the past. Um, and a lot of people touched on things that I've done, still do, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to not feel that pain or to deal, I guess, with the situation as a whole. Um, and then there are some people who really have great ways that they deal with their trauma that's helped them actually be able to move on and things like that. So I'm going to get into that and you guys can kind of piggyback. I'll say if y'all agree or if y'all disagree. Okay. So one of the ways that people deal with past trauma is they bottle it up and become numb. Yeah, that's, Toxic. That's unhealthy. <laughs> I will say I was famous for that shit. Um, I would hold so much shit in and then the littlest thing would make me snap and then I'm wilding, so I'm flipping shit over. Like, whoo, like one time I was the definition of I will flip all the shit over. Like, cause I would really <laughs> I flip, flip all, all that shit over. <laughs> like, that shit would be wild. And then, um, suddenly I, I switched to not holding in shit. <laughs> so now everything I got a problem with you hear it right then right there I don't care who around fuck your mother like I'm, I'm just going in like so now at this stage of my life I'm trying to you know find my balance where I pick and choose my battles wisely and um you know yeah but y'all saying y'all don't think that's that's exactly how people end up shooting at random right. motherfuckers just because they mad and shit with, like, with them white people oh. like yo they no, for, real. for real, real well uh, I think I think, <laughs> I think what's overlooked right is that there are clinically there are there are three different types of traumas that are classified cool. so you have a what is called acute trauma, mm -hmm. which is um, like a one-off, like something that happens that has an adverse effect on you, like getting robbed, mm -hmm. uh, getting into a car accident, mm -hmm. something along those lines, right? And then you have chronic trauma, uh, which is like domestic violence okay, or sexual abuse or childhood, something that happens extensively over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And then it's complex trauma, uh, which is... Um, something that's more interpersonal mm -hmm. that still happens over a long period of time um, but has a lot more of internal effects on you so to speak I don't want to don't quote me on this but it's something along those lines so you kind of have really you have to really figure out where you 
with like really where you are with your trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just uh something that happened, I deal with it and not get over it. No, it's really it's 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 like it's a, it's a label for it for a reason because of the kind of effects it can have on you. Yeah. And I know in our culture, um, we we use substance substances to help us get yeah. over our trauma. Mm-hmm. But it's not really a healthy it's not really a healthy coping mechanism because after you've done that, the trauma is still there. Like it's Facts. like Facts. you're not Facts. you're putting a band aid over something. Over that you need surgery for. Right, right. You know what I'm yeah. Like, it's not right. over, and over and over again. So It's going to be a repeated cycle. And then that goes to the next thing where he said, you know, we had different substances. You know, um, some people said that they smoke, they drink, and they have sex <laughs> to deal with their trauma because I guess they're just not trying to Think about it at all. Mm-hmm. Deal with it at all. They just want it out of their mind. They're just like... And it will be temporary. temporary. Right. For the moment. Once that the high moment. pass, that shit's still right there. Shit, it's been times that I've been high still crying. Yeah. Like, so... Shit. I've been drunk. I've been, I've been drunk. <laughs> drunk still crying about it. I get drunk. Yo, I get, I, I get drunk to cry about it. Like, just get drunk makes me... Getting drunk makes me emotional. I'm right. going to so drink. Let me cry this shit out. Let me cry this shit out. Let me go get you. I was better on stand sober. <laughs> right, right. At least when I was sober, I ain't care. Uh, yeah. Right. Thank God. Damn. <laughs> All right, so um, another way that they say that they deal with their trauma is they become angry um, and carry an attitude everywhere they go. That's not right. That's yeah, not that's, fair to other people. Yeah, that's, that's definitely not fair to other people. <laughs> and before people, you get to them, it's know, not fair to yourself. Yeah. I'm about to say, but I know a lot of people who have gone are... through that. Like, they've gone through shit and just completely, like, raw, like, fuck everything, everybody. They just walking around, like, on some, like, any nigga can get it. They dare somebody try it. People say with their toxic, toxic way of handling things, all right? It's not all of them. Mm-hmm. All, all of them are toxic. Oh, so, no, okay. I didn't know. Okay, so where's some of them, these are just people the way they yeah, handle it. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's um, another way. Um, some girl says she, they, uh, that she acts like it never happened. And that ain't yeah. good. But that ain't good either. You said G? Yeah, you are like that. Next. Cause she'll be like, that's exactly how she'll be. She'll be like, you know, something, something, something. It is what it is. Right. right. Fuck mm-hmm. it. And we'd be like, what, bitch? Like, no, we let want to talk about this. be here for you. And she'd be like, <laughs> no, no, I'm good. good. <laughs> <laughs> like, she but no. <laughs> like, no, but we got to deal with this. Working on tomorrow already. <laughs> like, yo, that's It'll... that, bitch. Like, she is really like that. He like that, too. I would drill a person for that. Too. Huh, okay. Like, no. Yo, we got to play pop up on this bitch all the time. Like, you know what? We coming around there. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because ain't no fucking way. Like, we don't play that shit. You going to talk, no. talk about it, okay? Okay. 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 We talk about it, girl. <laughs> all right. Some other ways that uh, people said they deal with trauma is they stay to themselves. That's me. Um, some people <coughs> stay alone so they can try to figure it out uh, or until they get out of the mood. So what, um, what, what the, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What does figuring it out look like? 
if you're on, if you're dealing with it with yourself, what does that look like? Well, me when I go through stuff, I will shut down. Like I won't be on social media. I don't talk to them. I don't talk to nobody. I just use that time myself to figure out a fucking solution. Like mm-hmm. it's a solution to everything. But I'm a true believer of transferring energy. So mm-hmm. if I don't feel like me, I'm not bringing that energy around other people. So I will yeah, isolate myself until I feel okay enough to be around people because I don't like pity parties or none of that. Like, don't mm-hmm. be like, what's wrong? Like like, Let me tell you something. I'll be like, bitch, <laughs> I will use my motherfucking key and come up in your motherfucking house. You better answer this motherfucking text. <laughs> like, you better at least text me back and let me know you breathing, girl. You can hang your like, time. I'm already, but... You can hang your time because I know she be needing it and I know mm-hmm. she's very adamant about not putting her issues on us because we are the type of friends that care like it's our problems. You know what I mean? So I get her being that way, but at the same time, you got to like send me a raven or something to let me know mm-hmm. that you're breathing out here in these mm-hmm. streets because we live in Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> all, that, all that shut down shit, you know, especially if it's not a, a time where she can feel it coming. Sometimes she can feel like, yo, I don't think I'm going to be yeah, I'm not like, like, I might okay. need a minute. Okay. <laughs> but when it just spring on her and she just dip, and it, mother usually be the first one to know. She'd be like, ain't nobody heard from TV all day. We'd be like, you know fucking what? And I ain't seen no online either. But this is like, my that's thing. How I but this is my thing. You know how, you know how, like, majority of people got a go-to person. Like, it can be your mother or your father or... Some like my father was my go to person. Right, like you know what right, I'm saying? Right, That's right. who I went to whenever shit was wrong with me. So when he died, I just was feeling like, yo, it's just me. Like you don't have nobody to lean on no more. You gotta figure out how to get your shit together. You can't just sit around and make an excuse or have a pity party every time something go wrong. So in order for me to do that, I have to fully focus on the problems at hand and I don't be wanting them side you know distractions mm-hmm. like I figure my shit out find a way get through it then I'm back to me like you know I know the shit be temporary but that's just how I gotta deal with the shit cause I get overwhelmed like a motherfucker once I'm overwhelmed I be like yeah. oh my god I don't know what that fucking <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cry baby I be like oh and this bitch was like well bitch you know you're gonna find a fucking way. And I just like, but still, yo. <laughs> like, every time you always find a fucking way. Like, I don't, what do you want me to say right now? I know. Bitch, you want me to come over there with some wine? Here Shandy I come. Like. <laughs> Here I come, bitch. It's okay not to be yo, okay, so, y'all. So, a, a part of the traumatic experience, right? Once you go through that traumatic experience, you gotta be real. It takes a level of self awareness in order to get over that traumatic experience. Right? So. You got to be real with yourself in a sense of, I call these like the, the, the eel, so to speak. So be real with yourself, one. Feel what you feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like go through those emotions. Like allow yourself to be okay with going through those emotions. Mm-hmm. Like acknowledge that I have these feelings. Right. I have these emotions. Right. And don't blame yourself for feeling whatever those what emotions feel. are because you're, as, as cliche as it may sound, you ain't the only person going through whatever mm-hmm. you're feeling at the moment, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, damn, where was I? 
Uh, we lost it. I know. Yeah. Uh, mm. Embrace those emotions. Embrace those emotions, right? Like, um, feel them. Uh, keep it re- keep it real with yourself. Keep it real with yourself. One, feel those emotions, and then that puts you in the position to actually deal with those emotions. Yeah. When you get to the root cause or whatever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're feeling, and then that allows you to heal from those emotions. But it, it, it it's man, I can go so, bro. Listen, I'm. I'm here for this. Your show. Oh, it's man. This your show today. You know, you the main guest. <laughs> I think with be, being self-aware, my biggest mistake was waiting until I was in the adult trauma to become self-aware mm-hmm. while dealing mm-hmm. with the trauma. If I knew who I was before I was going through that stuff, it might have been a little bit easier. Or I might have knew what to look for with being real with myself and being self-aware. But because I was waiting until I was in those domestic relationships, now I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to figure out who I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm still going through it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, like right. It, it took something traumatic yeah. to happen to me, for me to become self-aware. Like, I didn't become self-aware until after mm-hmm. my father passed away because I was like, whoa, shit. But that's when my eyes mm-hmm. opened to a lot. Things and that mean it helped me realize the situation I was in was toxic because I ain't, it was like he balanced me out. Like, you know what I'm saying? So without having that, I'm just like, yo, this is not it. Like, bitch, this is not fucking it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just started realizing more and more shit to the point where I just was like, all right, you're going to stay here forever or you're going to do something about it. And something I had to pull it, myself up out that hole yeah, and get myself it. together. Yeah. The first thing I did was therapy. Thanks to this bitch. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> I did therapy for a whole it's a year. It's a big step, bro. Mm-hmm. And I used to be against step, that bro. shit. I did not believe in therapy. I was like, how they gonna tell you how to handle your problems? And they got problems. Blah blah blah. But when me and her first started getting cool, I was really in like a fucked up space, and I was like. I kind of reached out to her because she was doing like the little mental health awareness shit. And I kind of had reached out to her on like some vulnerable shit because I just was like, I got to make a step. Like, I got to do something. And so we rapped about it. And um, she hooked me up with a therapist. And we was talking. I did that shit for a whole year straight. Like, I'm a totally different fucking person than I was in the beginning of 2018 last year. Like, because I tell people, listen, I tell people all the time. And accepting shit for what it was and just yeah. dealing with it and not letting what I went through change who the fuck I am. Like, listen, I, I had to accept that shit. About how she, about I tell people all the time <laughs> to come to me if they need therapists <laughs> because I'm really good at reading people to a sense like the type of person that they need to talk to them. I knew she didn't need someone that was going to hold her hand. I knew she needed someone that was going to push her and and test her limits. And that's who I connected her with. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to just throw that out there. If you're in the Baltimore area and you need a therapist, hit me up because I got <laughs> you, surely. Okay. Um, and that goes to my next point. Um, some people did say that they go to therapy um, <clears throat> and they vent to their friends and their family. And I feel like, you know, all of those are good things to do. We I feel like we know who we can and cannot talk to mm-hmm. about, yeah. about certain shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, there are certain things that I won't go to my mother about that mm-hmm. I'll run to, to the girls about. But then there are things that I won't go to the girls about that I'll run to my mother about. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's all in, you know, who will have an open mind in that type of scenario. And that was one of the points that um, my friend uh, Nay made. Uh, she said they have to have an open mind, you mm -hmm. know, to be able to listen and understand where you're coming from, what you've been through, and how you deal with it or whatever. So that's another way. Um, some people said that they listen to music. That is one of my main ways. That's definitely therapeutic. I will ignore your phone call, ignore your text, ignore everything. If I'm in the mood and I'm listening to music, like, I will completely zone the fuck out. Um, some people said that they meditate and they do journal entries. I used to write all the time. I used to write all the time and then i stopped Me too. <laughs> the only thing i'd be writing is these shows okay <laughs> <laughs> outside of that um i do think it's good to write though it's really healthy um for people who aren't really comfortable with talking to anyone if you feel like you don't have someone to talk to it's just another form of way to get it out your, you know get it off your chest I feel like writing is good, especially when you get to a point where you're ready to do whatever to succeed or excel or to get out of the situation that you're in. So when you get to that point, you can look back at what you wrote like, damn, I came from there. So you can really see, mm -hmm. you know, the uh, the accomplishments you made along the way. You know, so I think um, writing is, is really, really good. I'm not into meditating. I can't keep my mind Me. still enough. Yeah, I ain't never meditating. My mind before. be going all types <laughs> of ways. Because I'll start thinking, stop, don't think. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you think I about just, yesterday, y'all. You supposed to be not thinking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so meditation, I'm not really good with okay, that. But some people, bitch, all right, man. Ramp. Ramp, bitch. But, um, yeah, I definitely think if you are good at meditating, um, that's something that you should do. Some people said that they stay busy and they're constantly working. I don't necessarily take that as a good reaction um, of dealing with trauma. You're more so ignoring it. And then constant working um, puts a lot of strain on your body. It's, it's not really healthy. You know, to be working those long hours every day, constantly, consistently. You know, you got to get some fucking rest. Like, Yo, you actually need sleep. <laughs> subconsciously, they're doing that to get away from yeah. whatever the traumatic yeah. experience yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. 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 absolutely. That's, 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 know that's, that's, for, that's for serial monogamous people who get in and out of relationships. They're, some people, not all, of course. Mm. But some people do that to avoid traumatic experiences they've been through. In serious relationships. That, that was, yeah. That was me all yeah. day, every day. Now, um, in the last one, um, they said that they pray. Yeah. Um, I was waiting if, for church. Yeah. If I'm, I'm waiting for it. I believe, you know, if you believe in prayer, which we certainly do, let me tell you something. Can I tell him? Tell him. Shut my dad. E-K-O-C. Mother is praying. I just spelled Coke backwards if you didn't. She didn't drop a prayer in that chat. Mother will drop a She will type it or she will say it. And you will feel it. Who's mother? Mother. She been in my DMs for the last two weeks. Last month, I haven't mean, instead of prayer. Yeah, I mean, hey, y'all. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, that's why you got the makeup on. Oh, the she, she ain't whispered the Halloween yet. Listen, she don't know you all like that. We gonna see you set the night, though. Man. <laughs> I'm gonna chill, I'm gonna chill, I'm gonna chill. But you gotta pray. It's time for prayer. Okay. When my girls leave me, listen, and I know they do. She knows that she will drop a prayer in there, okay, in a heartbeat. And I love her for that shit, okay, because. I talk to God like this. Me too. Like, what's up, Lord? I yeah, me like, too. Yo. I thought I was the only one. What's <laughs> crazy? Like, yo, this shit is crazy. That's right, God. I thought I was the only one. How you doing today? You feel me? Like, I pray like that. Mama pray like how when your grandmothers used to lay hands on you and they get that demon up out of you. That's how mother pray. She don't be playing. But yeah. Is that so? Some people pray. All right, listen. Lord, chill out. I just want chill out. out. Listen, she gave me permission to tell y'all, don't ruin it. Alright. <laughs> Alright, now on the flip side though, for the people who use their trauma as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can't fuck with them type of people. No, we cannot. <laughs> tell the truth, slick. That's just the reality of it. Um, I met a toxic person so bad that used her trauma as an excuse that I came up with a whole saying. Okay? And the saying is, I can respect what you've been through, but I don't have to accept how you treat me. Okay? That is real as fuck. Because these people will hurt you over and over and over and over again. And it doesn't have to be a relationship. It can be a friendship. It can be anything. They're just going to be negative as shit. And every time you address it, it's going to be like, man, well, you know, because I was going through, you know, that's just how I was. Well, that was something that happened, you know, and I, and I just, and don't nobody got time for that oh, you shit. You think nobody else going to do something? Right. 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 Don't nobody got time for that shit. That's just the reality of the situation, okay? So if you're not trying to heal in some type of way, I won't even tell you to get over it because there's shit I'm never going to get over. So don't get over it, but heal from it. You know what I mean? Figure out a way to keep going and and don't take it out on the people that had nothing to do with that shit. You know what I mean? Communicate with your friends and let them know, like, or, or, or your significant other, your family, whoever it may be, let them know, like, yeah, I've gone through this type of shit, but I'm working on that. You know what I mean? I don't want to use that as an excuse. I don't want that to be the reason why, or whatever the case may be. So, you can't... Yeah. You can't fuck with people that just want to keep and running around And that shit will drain here. you. Yes. Like, yes. when I'm around people like that, that shit drains me. Like, I'm so big on energy, and it's like, when somebody around me going through something, and it just show it, and you, I can just feel that shit, and I just be like, I gotta get away from this person, because I be feeling all that shit, like, that shit is draining as fuck. Man, man. Like, 
telling me this just how I am, that shit is that definitely not going to fly with me. That <laughs> shit because I can just be a lot of ways. Okay, that right, so shit do not fly. Let me play devil's advocate, right? Go off. So even though that don't fly, <laughs> Slick just said there are some things in life that she may never get over or never let go or never deal with. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't say I wouldn't deal with it. Or never get over, never get over, never get over, right? So for that person, it could be the same sentiment. No, but well, I understand that. Or so so the, the effect it has is, a part of that is, it's bleeding on other people. But it doesn't have to. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I've been scarred by many of friends, but I don't treat them in any kind of negative way. That has anything that to shit. do with the friend that originally scarred you. You said that, so you're not gonna. So you're saying, even though I don't forgive you, even though I, I haven't dealt with whatever the issue is, I'm still not gonna treat you. I'm not gonna treat my new friends in the way that my old friend. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, not at all. So, 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 how do or, you, how do you think, do that? How does Slick do that? Even though she hasn't dealt with whatever the issue is, because in the sense where. They were caddy and, you know, really ain't like me for real. Okay. So, in my face, they were smiling, but behind my back, they was talking shit. I don't do that to them. Okay. okay. I don't play with them like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we ever, which we don't really ever, feel any kind of way about each other, we all communicate. Like, mm-hmm. we don't play that not communicating shit. But do you, you know feel, what I'm saying? Do you feel like coming into the friendship with them at one point, were you cautious of are they going to mm. be in any way similar to Absolutely. what I've already been through? Like, Absolutely. Okay, so yeah, but Absolutely. she was vocal about that too. Like, she, and that's why just, I she always say, I'm not used to, I'm just so used to my friends walking out or like changing on me, whatever, whatever. Like, she's yeah, always I been, about that. Yes. <laughs> and we're like, well, bitch, Yo, stop we're not them. Like, we don't do that yeah. shit over here. So, like, yeah, but that's she, why I said, that's why I communicate. Yeah. But, no, but to, to, to Shannon's point, a big part of that is the accountability on Slick's part of being self aware. Mm-hmm. Because what I learned through going through therapy is that there are three E's, right? So, we experience, we, we explore, or we should explore, and then we explain. Okay. But what we tend to do is we experience and then we explain mm-hmm. without exploring mm-hmm. our emotions mm-hmm. and how I and how it makes us feel. Mm-hmm. So now we we experience something and now I'm I'm putting it all on you. I'm right. putting it all on yeah. slip right. without yeah. even right. going yeah. without even right. without, without even really digging deep to see how how it's really making exactly. me feel. Exactly, exactly. And I spend a lot of time, especially in my later years, trying to figure out why I am the way that I am. Mm-hmm. Where where did mm-hmm. the switch happen or where did you know you realize you have to be this way and that's when I was able to be like okay this is how I'm gonna move differently now so that I don't continue to go through the same shit because even though a lot of shit was fucked up on other people's end I always played my part there's always a part that you play in everything mm-hmm. so I had to realize what I was doing wrong and not continue to do that same shit going forward you know what I'm saying? So that's just kind of how I learned from that. And now... Yo, but figuring out... I'm sorry. Go ahead. But figuring out in your later point in life, that's okay, bro. 
Yeah. Like, like we beat ourselves yeah. up because we ain't where we supposed to be. Right. We ain't right. got it all right. figured out. Right. Right. But, like at 30, that 31, 30. Like, that's, 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 that's okay, bro. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's I completely It's okay. Like, you know, we really so don't really discover. We really don't really start discovering who we are until our late twenties, early thirties. Mm-hmm. But we're so used to hearing everybody. You know, uh, our, our parents were married at twenty something. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. whatever. And unhealthy. Be. Yeah. So yeah. we feel like, you know, so we <laughs> feel like we, you know, where we supposed to be. We remember them handling shit. At this age, and we out here fumbling and shit, trying to still trying figure to out how to do it. Out, you yeah. feel me? Like, but see, it's that was like, my trauma coming up thinking everything was okay. <laughs> and then now that I'm older, realizing that, that wasn't was, nothing okay. Was, so now I'm trying to prove to myself with my children oh, don't let me show them that, don't let me act like they're going to get everything they want. They got everything they want. Everything is peaches and cream. I'm always happy. Let them see a little bit of the real to know that when they do get older, it's okay to go through trauma. It's okay that you're not going to be okay every day. Right, right, right. Because they definitely tried to make it seem like shit was shit cool was like every day. Every I told day. my son, I ain't got it, little nigga. <laughs> 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 I ain't got it, little oh, nigga. But as quiet as you can, that, it is a part of the traumatic experience because, like, we never seen our parents struggle, and we then did. when we get over now, we struggle like, oh, what the fuck? Like, this cat being the same like, 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 I'll be on the opposite of that. That's because right. my parents was always real vocal with us. Okay. My father was real okay. honest with us. Like, I remember sitting on days, sitting on the bed with my father, he just telling me things that I felt like at 13, I shouldn't be aware about okay. what's going on in my home, and financially and things yeah, like that. He talked yeah. to us about and I his love business it. and he was preparing I love it. I look at son. it now and I'm like, because of all that knowledge I had, I should be in a better place. And see, that's mm-hmm. why so I'm it makes to me look at it like, I literally had this conversation with my father the other day, like, have I let you down? Mm-hmm. Because of what you built me to be, do you feel like I'm there? Mm-hmm. It's like, it doesn't matter to me what how I am. I could be doing great, mm-hmm. but I want my father to think, mm-hmm great of me because he built me to be that. Mm. So, being that open and vocal and then it could be the opposite side of it because it's like, damn, am I letting Steve down? Right. And he'll say no every time. He'll say no every time. He's like, no, y'all are this, this, and this. And he'll explain it to me in another way that I feel like I'm that little girl again listening to my father and I trust and believe him Mm -hmm. without a second thought. He's never giving me a reason not to. Mm -hmm. So, in that, I'm like, well, Okay. Let's go from what he said. Mm-hmm. Let's be the great that he sees in you. Yeah. And it makes me push harder. Because if he see me right. as that, I'm that. Shout out to yeah. you, oh, Uncle Steve. Okay, Uncle Steve. That's fine. All right. Because if mama listening, I don't even want to say mean. Because I was about to say <laughs> Uncle Steve. No, she me. <laughs> shout out to you, Uncle Steve. And shout out to Tavis' dad, too. Yeah. Because, man. That was a real bad thing. Shit, we could talk about I love, I love the story she tells me about her yeah, dad. Yeah, my dad I was a I love the story she tells me about That's why that shit was so hard. Man. I was like, woo! The realest mother on my team, you boy. You know what I'm saying? Shit was... I still be talking to him, though. Mm-hmm. I'm good. <laughs> I be looking at that picture like, am I doing the right thing? Like, <laughs> send me that sign <laughs> so it's, 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 it's three It's three men in the room, right? Y'all, is y'all fathers in y'all life? Your dad, no. Is one, no. Ron, how about you? Your father in your life? Clout. CJ, how about you? Your father in your life? But I can say that I'm a great father because of it. 
Like I learned from the mistakes. I can honestly say that. So I do appreciate it a little bit. Like mm-hmm. were you mad at him for not being there? Mm, a little bit. It was a it was like he was like real abusive towards my mother. Mm-hmm. So it was like we gotta get you out of here. You feel me? So once we we relocated or whatever, it was like I started learning things, and then when I learned things, I would like get a little attitude like motherfucker, you was supposed to teach me this shit. You feel mm-hmm. me? So, but I'd be like, I learned it. You feel me? So I'm good. My father wasn't Yo, there. Yo, he always knows my, how to ask the My father wasn't there, my father wasn't there, right? So. Come on, Mike. My father. Give me a hug. My father, my mother was. was my, well, my father was a drug dealer. My mother was like his Clyde. Like, or, well, I'm sorry, the Bonnie. Right. The Bonnie. Right. <laughs> the Bonnie. I'm not contact. I'm not He's not contact. He's not contact. So, um, literally a month after I was born, my father got shot in his head. So he got like a metal plate in his head, walked with all them X, Y, and Z. But I never really like held that, I never held his absence against him. And when I got older, I realized that I, the role I played didn't help or didn't contribute to him wanting to be there. Cause I only called him when I wanted something. Mm. 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 Like nigga, you ain't here, so let me give me a pair right. Jordans. Right. Give, some, give me a PlayStation. Mm. Like right. you, ain't, you ain't around. You <laughs> might as well go ahead and buy right. something. Right, right. Not even realizing, and I was a kid, so I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not realizing the traumatic experiences he been through. Mm. So some, mm. my, my point in saying that yeah, is that because, like, we become so selfish to our own endeavors, to our own experiences, is that we neglect. And, and we and we disregard what everybody else goes through in their own personal time and in their own life. I've never thought of, I ain't never you know thought about that. Like in twenty nine years, I've never thought about that. So in, in retrospect, What's going on with him? Like, in retrospect, it's safe to say I wasn't a good son. Yeah. He, I'm not only he got four other kids other than me. Come on, two two. You know what I'm saying it's like I ain't your only child. But you went through a lot before I even got here, bro. You got shot in your head. Mm. You got shot in your head, bro. You shouldn't be alive right now. How dare I call you and only ask you for some right. shit? And bro, then, I see what and then, and then I expect when I get older to call when I call and talk to you for you to be able to hold a conversation. When for the last ten years I've been only calling you because I wanted something. That ain't fair to you. It's not fair to you. As a man, it's not fair to you. That's not fair to us in our relationship. And my father called me in my in my mid twenties, and I, he, I, in my in my opinion, my my personal perspective, my personal perspective, he did it to get to get over hit whatever he was going through. He called me to apologize, like like Mike, I'm sorry. I remember I remember this day like yesterday. I was at work. I ain't working on this number. He called, hey, hey, son, it's, it's this smiley. Call him smiley. I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. Bit by boom. Like, man, no problem. I'm going to hmm. call you when I get off work. Ain't talked to the nigga since. 
I ain't talked to him since because of my own insecurities. He got whatever he needed to get off his chest. Like, that's something he needed to get off. Like, yo, I'm sorry, brother. I wasn't there for you when I should have been. And to this day, bro, I still, I still wrestle with that. I still wrestle with that. I still wrestle with that. Who is he? Because a, a part of who I am has a lot to do with who he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot to do with who he is. Mm-hmm. And I'll never fully come into myself. I, I, can, I can thank God all day for my pastor, for my uncle, for my godfather, for my homeboys, for everybody else who filled that void. Mm-hmm. But I'll never fully tap into the man I'm supposed to be until I go back and address who he was. Woo! Go off, Mike. That, that shit deep. deep. <laughs> See, that shit's different. Like, like that's very deep ass shit. You feel me? Like, that's a very, like, that's that that's some real grown man way to look at his situation. Like, shit. My father and my mother, they was high school sweethearts. They went to Emerson together, then they went to Howard, Howard County. Like, they grew up together, all that shit. I only know my father one time in life. You feel me? Like. He was a father, bullshit father. He only was playing a part until a chick came in and gave him the belief that I wasn't his child. So he has two kids. I'm the oldest. I've never had a relationship with him. Nothing. Met him when I was 19 off some random shit. Driving one day, pulled up in front of this nigga house. And knocked on the door. His wife was like, oh my God, Jerome. Fuck my whole head up. Right, so, so they know who the fuck never, you are. Because yeah. I've never not been to see like it's it's so crazy. All right, so boom, my grandmother and his uncle, his boyfriend girlfriend. That's how these two they've been around each other since. That's how they. That's how tight it was. So that side of the family knows me very well. Mm-hmm. So I'm not no niggas know who I am. Niggas mm-hmm. just never played a role. And the nigga was basically like, if you want me to be your father, I'll be your father, but I'm not your father. What? So, my that's at 19. So, right so all the way, me always thinking in my head, like, dad, I wonder what my father would like. You feel me? Even me one day telling my mother, yo, I wish I lived with my father. And she leaned on me. That's the first time, like, my mother has never talked bad on my father. Never put you on child support. Never had you on some other type shit. And she leaned on me and was like, you know, if you go live with your father, it's going to be a different type of life. That nigga ain't here for a reason. You feel me? Like, I never... You never hear me talk bad about him, but that nigga ain't shit. That nigga walked out on you. That nigga left you. That nigga gave you nothing. You have nothing. I gave you everything. And it's not because I don't want you to feel like you got to be better than somebody else's because I bust my ass to give you something, a lifestyle that somebody didn't want you to ever have. So... The way that I love my daughter is very different. Because I don't know what it's like to love or have that father type of shit. I'm going through that same thing. Like when, when, when my kids. It's like, it's wild shit. Because it's funny that the nigga asked because Anaya has never known what it's like not to have nothing. Her father has nothing. I know what it's like to have everything but not have a father. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to know what it was like to have a father. My daughter has all of that plus more. And it comes from, truth be told, yo, like, 
I don't hate this nigga, but I don't fuck with this nigga. Because I'm your oldest, but you have another child. How come he get to be your son and I don't? Mm. I'm over that shit now, but it, it bothers me. When niggas talk about, you feel me, like, you got your father. And you was hating your father, not necessarily hating him, but you wasn't able to rock with him for your own selfish reasons. But you have your father. To know that you was able to have conversations with your father, your father was able to come do shit. I play baseball, I play basketball, I do everything. My father ain't never did shit. My little brother played baseball, he played basketball, went to college, did all that wild good shit. Why I ain't get to do that shit? My mother bust her ass to give me a lifestyle that I took for granted because I didn't have a fucking father figure because you was out here being a father to another child because you believe somebody's truth over a lie. Mm-mm. But that's just a setup for you to be a bigger blessing to your daughter. And that's how. That's why when y'all see me rock with my daughter, how I rock with my daughter is because, yo, like, truth be told, all I have is my daughter. Growing up as being a man now, I truthfully are straight away from how my mother rock. Slip know how my mother rock with me, like, one minute we good, one minute we hate. I'll never let my daughter ever feel that type of shit. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like as a man, how I am now, like I move very differently. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I move very fucking different. Mm-hmm. And that nigga will never know that he got a granddaughter. And if he do know, that's on him to ever see that. Like it's selfish of me. You feel me? Like Jay Z say that shit all the time. He said it in the song. Like you feel me? I went to the funeral just to see if the nigga like you feel me. Seen the nigga in the casket. Seen the nigga face look just like my face. The day he died, I'm only going just to see if it happened. And it's not no ill will, it's not no intention. It's like, you missed 30 years and the only time you've ever got to see me is on your deathbed. That's just something that I've always told myself. Like, I, I don't want to meet you after that day, nigga. If you want me to be your father, I'll be your father. Nigga, you signed the birth certificate. My little brother looks just like me. I look just like my uncle. Your aunts and everybody still fuck with me to this day. I can go down Emerson right now. Lil Don, Lil Kurt. That's that's Don and them son. That's Toby's son. You don't acknowledge a nigga. Mm. So it's different. I blame y'all for these tears, but you feel me like that shit just that shit is just that's 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 the only that's the only I will say that's the (laughs) only chapter in my life that really still bothers me because of how I move and I know it comes from not having that void, but I know that I'm doing everything right to fill that void. Mm-hmm. So it don't bother me, but it kind of bothers me when I know niggas is going through certain shit and then you're trying to be a good man out here, but you stemming from a fucked up nigga. In my situation, you feel me? Like, his father just... That was a, a real trauma situation that you had to try to come back from. And you, mm-hmm. you, you feel me? Like you said, for your own selfish reasons, you feel me? You've never reached back out. I wish I had an opportunity. I wish we was in some type of shit where I could, you feel me, like, send a text message to the nigga. Like, it was good. You feel me? It's different. So, yeah. That's just my vibe with it. You feel me? Like, sometimes I wish I had that void, but sometimes I'm glad I don't. I feel like my mother saved me from a lot of... I go through my own hurt now, but I think she saved me from a lot of hurt with that situation. Yeah. So, from the back and forth? Yeah, because... Yeah. For a nigga to play you, play father role for three months of your life, a woman come tell you not, you signed the birth certificate, your mother, everybody knows I'm the family. I have no relationship with my grandmother. I've seen this lady in the mall. 
She's looked me in my face and walked the other way. My mother told you, I told you she wasn't going to speak. So it's not her being an asshole, but she like, yeah, that's your grandma right there. She ain't going to say anything to you. Mm. Only person that acknowledged me is my uncle. And that's because that nigga looks just like me. He can't he can't not deny nigga. Mm. Nigga seen me in a, in a mall walking. And I was with a knife. And I straight slam walked past him. He was like, yo, gave, like, gave me the head nod. And I was like, you know, I'm going to just keep moving. I was like, fuck no. I turned around with my daughter. What's good, y'all? How you been? You know, I'm good, you know, maintaining how you been, you know, being a father. How your brother? Oh, you know. I said, oh, you know. Tell him his son out here being a father. Mm. And that's how I left that. That's the last time I seen my uncle. Mm. So, like I said, I've gotten over because of Naya gave me that motivation. Like, she the reason why I rock differently. But, like, yeah, with no father, it's, it's, it's a lot harder to be a father. But once you, once you, once you start to deal with certain shit differently, yo, yeah, it's cool. A different vibe. That shit is fucking. I have a question. Kind of piggyback off of what um, Mike said before. Um, so, is with that being your trauma and your way of dealing with it, is your way of dealing with it by pushing it to the side, or do you feel like you'll ever get to the point where you can deal with it so it could benefit you in the way you're using it now and in a better way? Like, I've gone to therapy for. I've started going to therapy to start of the year. Like, I stopped going just because of some fact that I work and I got my daughter a little yeah. differently. But I deal with it. I think I'm, like I say, I'm past the point where I'm blaming him for shit. Mm-hmm. I'm way past that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even on some, I wake up tomorrow, I'm sick. It's your fault, nigga. Like, I can't get my mind right because it's your fault. Like, I'm past, I'm past that. My thing is now, I'm 30 years old. Where... Where do you think that you should come be? Where do you think that we should have a real conversation on why 30 years has gone by and you've not been a father? I feel like that, like, I'm open for that. Yeah. I'm hope like, I ain't gonna bullshit you. Some days I really be like, I wish one of my uncles would be like, yo, I'm gonna set this shit up for you, you fuck. Like, that shit don't not come in my mind. Because my daughter be like, so dad, why are you, why, why are people not your dad? Mm-hmm. Trying to explain that shit different. Oh, all right, well, we'll get to meet him one day, right? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like, you feel me? Like, I don't want to have that type of shit. Like, I want her to be like, oh, well, that's grandpa, da-da-da. Yeah. You feel me? Like, at least have that, but it ain't on some, come be my father, let me get X amount of money out you. It's like, my nigga, help me understand why I'm certain, certain flaws is my way, because I know they come from you. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to know. Mm-hmm. Like, it ain't about having a relationship with you. We can have a relationship, but I got questions. I got 30 years worth of questions, my nigga. Mm-hmm. And it ain't on some, I'm not going to the table to blame you, but nigga, you know some blame is on you. Mm-hmm. Because for a woman, never to talk bad about you, never put you on child support, let you have a relationship with that, whoever wanted to have a relationship with you on that side. Like, my great-grandmother passed away from that side of the family. I wanted to go to the funeral so bad. Mother's like, I'm not trying to deal with that. I'm not trying to put you in the middle of that. Wow, she was just like, it's just going to be different. Because I had a relationship with her. He don't necessarily know the relationship. So I miss seeing my great-grandmother for the last time, all that shit. Now I got some questions, you feel me? Like, yeah. I can't be in certain, like, this your fault, my nigga. Yeah. And how he get to be the son and I don't. And I'm your oldest. And I look just like my brother. Like, the look, but if you just, it's like how I look like G. Right. The shades is just different. Like, 
Just really quick, I want to um, acknowledge, uh, rest in peace to Congressman Elijah Cummings. Mm -hmm. um, he did a lot for Baltimore, so it's definitely sad. Uh, I don't want to say to see him go, because it's not like he left, <laughs> you know, but yeah. I'm sorry. But yeah, um, rest in peace to him. Um, as always, I do want to do the birthdays. Um, happy related to Snoop Dogg. He turned 48. Uh, Neil Snoop turned 40. Genuine turned 49. Damn, Neil, ball head ass 40. Keisha Cole Keep that turned hat on, 38. Neil. Um, so happy related to them. Um, I do want to let y'all know that Issa Rae came out with a record label. Okay, Issa. Um, it's called Radio. I actually am Issa. excited about it because I think that she's going to sound like a lot of Neo soul real type. talent that's not popular, and that's why I love that because she about to she about to bring a whole new light to that neo soul. She's shit. definitely like, about to like yeah, she like real singers like she's about to really she bring some shit to that. that. Um, so I really am excited about that. Um, what else do I want to tell you? Because I had a lot of cookies, but I'm not really interested in them now. Um. We were talking about Rihanna being pregnant. She's not. Yeah. Um, she she, she, she made a that video clear. in a two-piece with a she blunt in her mouth. Y and I know for a fact she would not be walking around with that blunt in her mouth and if she was pregnant. Okay, um, so we can all calm down day. about that. Um, this is something that I do want to tell you guys because that shit blew me for a loop. Um, Ava DuVernay and Netflix are being sued over when oh, they see yeah. us um, by a police interrogation firm. Um, I'm not really sure what's happening with that, how things are going to go with that, person. but I guess they're mad that the story was told and right. they're trying to get some shit from it. And the last thing that I want to throw out there, um, the Hall of Fame this year um, just released its, li its list excuse me, of nominees. Um, and on there is Shaka Khan, Whitney Houston, and Biggie. So hopefully all of them get into the Hall of Fame. Um, if not all of them, at least one of them. Um, and we're going to stop there for the quickies. Just a bunch of shit that happened this week. Um, but, well, you really pulled at my heartstrings. So I'm not even trying to get into all the shit. Um, Y'all go look on some blog site and figure out what the hell happened this past week. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll catch y'all up next week, okay? Um, this week's Black and Bold, um, and this is why I shouted out Ayana um, earlier in the episode. This is someone that she gave me 
Um, so thank you very much again for that. Um, this week we're shouting out Lakia Diggs. Um, she is the owner and creative director of the Kia Experience LLC. Oh, um, when she is not in her shop slaying clients, she is out giving back to the community. Um, recently she raised over a thousand dollars to help a girl go off to college. Um, she wasn't related to this girl in any way. Um, she just heard about the story and decided to help. So in a city where a lot of people can be for self, um, she constantly shows that she's here to help. And that is how you become a part of the black and bold. Uh, thank you, Ms. Diggs, for showing these young women that you can dream big and that they are not alone. Um, so big, big, uh, big shout out to um, yeah, Lakia Diggs. So let's talk to you, Mike. Because like I said in the beginning of the episode, we came up with this topic because Mike is releasing something called Open Mic. So I want you to tell the people pretty much what all of that is about. Uh, so I had an idea to create a show for people to discuss uh, traumatic events and things that they went through in life and how they overcame them. Um, and I titled it Open Mic. And the purpose of that was um, because we all have been through something. Yes. Um, we all have experienced things in life. Um, hopefully we've at a, at a place where we overcame them. If not, we're trying to overcome them. Um, and we're not in these battles alone. Um, and what I went through, or what she went through, what he went through, what she went through, can, can possibly help you. Mm -hmm. Help somebody you know. Or help somebody they know. Um, so that, that that was the origin of the show. Was was the the purpose is to to give others to give people the opportunity to release, so others can receive. Um, I interviewed ten people, uh, from all different walks of life, all different backgrounds. Um, they discussed certain traumatic events: men, women, married couples, um, preachers. Um, it's 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 touching, man. It's it's, it's healing. It's a, lot yes. of, it's, it's a lot of revelation in it. Um, so just tune in. The trailer's out now, actually. Um, I am my... so excited. It's here. I can't wait to see it when I get off this lot. Trailer dropped <laughs> seven minutes ago on my page. Mike Banks for real. Um, go check it out. Um, it'll be on YouTube probably later on tonight or, or tomorrow. But it'll be on Facebook. Uh, it's out on Facebook right now. Like, comment, share. Let's get it out there, man. I need y'all help. Um, and I, I appreciate everybody that took the time to actually do an interview. Yeah. I don't take it for granted. Um, some people I knew. Some people I didn't know. Um, and I'm grateful to, honestly, I'm grateful to God that they trusted the God in me to be able to tell their stories. That's right. And for me to be able to share it with the world. Um, it wasn't easy. Um... And I was, yo, to keep it real, I cried a lot, man, during yes, this process. Yes, he did. <laughs> I cried a lot because it's like re-traumatization. It's like, although you're telling your story, at the same time, you're reliving it. Yeah. It's like, you got to go through it all over again. Yeah. And at a certain point, I became angry with God. I became angry with God. Like, why me? Like, why I got to... Like, let these people, they already went through it and dealt with it and let it go. I got to sit back and talk to them again. Mm -hmm. and, when I'm, and then when I leave y'all, 
I gotta go home and, and play with the again. footage and watch right. it again. And right, right. It's a lot, it's a lot man. But right. I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate God for trusting me with it. I appreciate the people that participated for trusting me with their truth. Um, so just be sure to tune in. The trailer's out now on my page, Mike Banks for Real. First episode drops next Tuesday, uh, 6.30. Every episode will drop every Tuesday. Um, so press. Every Tuesday. Press, 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 press. Every Tuesday at 6.30. Um, up until the new year. Um, it's going to carry us all the way into the new year, man. So just like it, share it, comment. If if you watch the episode, you feel like it's not for you, just hit the sh- It takes a second to click the share button. It may be for somebody that you don't know. It may be somebody that you do know. Um, that can that can receive something that so so. Facts. That's that's all, man. That's it. Facts. So what what made you come up with the idea to do the whole open mic? I was doing um when I I was I, I did an event for my book. I'm also an author. Uh, I got a book out called Mr. Right. I'm Meet. also an author. Call <laughs> I got a book out called Mr. Right. Meet misunderstood. Um, I was doing an event for my book, and to do the promotion, I was, I interviewed, well, I had people record videos surrounding the topic, and I called that Conversations. And I was like, well, how about I spin this into something that's a little bit more impactful? So I sat with it a little bit, and then the idea came to me, like, let's have them talk about something they actually went through, like, yeah. how can this be more impactful on a more global scale? So yeah. that's how the idea came about. For an event I did back in March for the book I wrote. Still for shit. Okay, so do you want to tell the people what else you're working on? Uh, I do comedy. Um, follow my YouTube. I'm, I'm just a I'm just a jack of all trades. Not <laughs> crazy. You got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> you know what I mean, jack of all trades. Talk about uh, what's the shit we were supposed to be? Uh, oh, my game, game show. Oh, no, let me talk about that. You're not gonna talk about that? No, that's just gonna drop. Ah, no, that's just gonna drop. 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 Follow me on Facebook, My Banks for Real. YouTube, My Banks for Real. Instagram, My for Banks real, for Real. For real, for real. And is it F O R real? No, no, no. Is it for real? For real, man. Okay, okay. okay. Number five. You know, some people be spelling that yeah, shit out. You know what I'm saying? Some people just spelling that shit out. Hey, man, and make sure y'all. I'll share this video. We trying to get this this episode of two thousand views, man. You had you had you had black men on here crying about shit they going through. Hey, we trying to get this episode. He said the shit was getting two thousand views, man. We need to get out the thousand. All right, but we gonna wrap this whole up, okay? Mike is dope. Tavay, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me very well on social media at Shitty Tay. Mike already told you where you can find him at, but Mike in case you wasn't real. listening, real. one more time. Mike Banks for Real, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I share the same name, but it's not a big deal. It's just Mike Banks. I'm Mike Banks for Real, nigga. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Tell the people where they can find you. Uh, IG, Rello1489, uh, Facebook. Y'all know the government. Yeah, dog, just right.
and leash. Want to tell the people where to find you? Um, oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> leash. Oh, no, I changed my Instagram. It's Leash It's just my first and last name. You can also go follow Lit that by that Candles dropping November 15th. Yes, oh, candles. Come on, Lit Valley. <laughs> um, mother. You want to tell the mm-hmm. people where they can find you? Why you ain't turn the camera? Turn the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Show off that. Um, I hate this. Because I did that. Show the people what I did, mama. And same old Shane on Instagram and Twitter. One second. Hey, that guy back there in the blue. Y'all can follow him at Molder Brand. Gang, gang. Um, he back there if y'all can see him. Well, cuz. Um, Instagram, bip.breezy. Facebook, Breezy Urban Brand. No, it's my prerogative. Yo had to say because he wasn't here to say it. <laughs> Alright, and um, for those of you who may just be tuning in for the first time, you can follow me on all social media at Slick C. Um, and put some respect on my C. It's a C-I-E, not just a letter. And um, catch me next Monday, okay, right here for episode 48 on Shan's Couch. Like you that. feel Couch me? Too, Ain't this bitch comfy? The big comfy. The The big comfy. Right here on Shan's couch. (laughs) We're talking about boyfriend number two. Mm. It might be some crime. It might be some crime. I might pop back up. I'm excited to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. But yeah. Catch us next Monday, motherfuckers. See y'all later. Peace out.